Today's message from Sherry Jarvis, Natural Spunk and Shine with Sherry, is called The Cross and the Covenant. God's plan for you is to have an eternal relationship with him. It's established through a covenant. Now, a covenant is a legally binding agreement between two people or parties. In order for a covenant to work, there needs to be absolute integrity in the making and the keeping of all of its terms. Entering a covenant with a person of integrity gives you a sense of protection, a sense of security. And that's what a marriage covenant is supposed to be like. <coughs> Excuse me. When you vow to be faithful to one another, to care for one another, and honor each other, you should feel a sense of belonging and oneness with your covenant partner. That is the purpose of the covenant. It legally secures the relationship. Now, mankind, <laughs> we don't have a very good history of being good covenant keepers, do we? So the very thing that should offer security is making many feel insecure. Some don't even bother getting married anymore because they think it might last or it might not. And that is one reason why there is so much breakdown in the family these days. There are broken covenants everywhere. And this is evidenced by the high divorce rate in our nation. Now, I'm preaching to myself because I've been divorced. But God, however, is a covenant-keeping God. He's full of integrity, and he always keeps the terms of the covenant that he makes. Let's talk about the original use of the word covenant. It was where the blood flows. Ancient covenants were always set with terms. They exchanged names, weapons, and resources. And these covenants almost always included the consummation of the covenant through the mingling of blood. Thus, we hear the blood covenant term. A covenant meal was also served at the end of the ceremony and a celebration of this union was commenced. Now the marriage covenant is a blood covenant, much like this. We make our vows before witnesses, which is exchanging of the terms. We exchange names. The bride usually takes her husband's name and then we exchange resources or assets of one person also legally becomes the other's assets in most cases. But I understand today there's a lot of people with um, marriage contracts, prenups, that don't make that true. And then the marriage is consummated through the sexual act, act which breaks the hymen membrane, and there is the shedding of the blood. God's covenant plan for his relationship with man was a blood covenant also. Christ's blood that was shed on the cross. 
He set the terms. And the terms were through the Old Testament law and prophets. prophets. And then they defined a name exchange. Jesus said, in my name, ask. And there was a weapon exchange also. Jesus' weapons and armors are ours now. And then there was a resource exchange as well, because all of our needs are met through him. So in ancient civilizations, a representative of one tribe would cut covenant with the representative of another tribe. And when the two leaders cut covenant on behalf of their people, then the entire tribe enjoyed the benefits of the covenant. And this is what Christ did. He did it for us. He represented the tribe of mankind in a covenant with God. Jesus Christ was and is our covenant representative and leader. And it is his responsibility as our covenant representative to keep all the terms for us. And in exchange, golly, we receive all the covenant blessings. Isn't that amazing? Just wow. We're going to talk more in my next podcast about the amazing good news. It will just keep going. Thank you for listening about the covenant today.